like to introduce real quickly for anyone who isn't familiar with Domain Sherpa. We're a free educational resource. We offer video, podcast, or sometimes transcripts, um, where we interview in depth subject matter experts who have some um, association with the domain industry, some integration from their subject matter into the domain industry. But the bread and butter, the favorite show that we do is the Sherpa panel. It's a Sherpa review where we review domains on the current market. So if you are new to domaining, check it out. If you are not new to domaining, I find that most of the folks up on the stage throughout NamesCon also listen weekly to Domain Sherpa to hear what's happening and to hear the thoughts of other experts in the field. So without further ado, we have our three regular panelists. Delighted to have each of you. We have Michael Seiger, the founder of Domain Sherpa, the original host. Thanks for being here, Mike. My pleasure. Great to be here. Mike, fun fact. He lives two houses away from where pickleball was invented. Anybody, anybody play pickleball? Has, has anybody heard of pickleball before? Yeah, yeah nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, Shane Coltra. Shane just returned from charity work in Kenya. Um, Shane, you, uh, oh, I should have said, sorry. Mike got into domains through angel investing, yes. Started to learn about their value. Shane is a fifth generation nurseryman. I've been to his, that's the right word, right? Yeah, like he's got a nursery, like he grows trees and stuff. I mean, I was there, it's acres and acres and acres on just one of his properties. He brags about his tractors and he's like walking through one of his 300 greenhouses and he's buying and selling domain names. Um, so welcome, Shane. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks, thanks for visiting me. Yeah, it's, it's amazing how many domain investors just stop by in the middle of central Illinois to say hello. Aaron, our partner at DSAD, rode his bike from Colorado and showed up in the, the parking lot and said, hey, I just wanted to see the place. So it's, anytime you're in central Illinois, feel free to stop by and I'll show you my tractors. Domain or good time right there. And um, Andrew Rosner, um, domain valuation expert, global leader in domain brokerage. You won the escrow number one award yesterday. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Well done. I'm very shy, very shy. <laughs> Andrew recently relocated to Portugal. Everyone's excited. Who's going to NamesCon uh, this summer in Portugal? Yeah, yeah, should be a good time. Andrew loves negotiation so much, he once told me he loves negotiation as much as he loves 70s music. <laughs> so, um, thank you guys for being here. Let's, um, let's quickly review the auction itself. The auction yesterday, was everyone there, I assume? Yes? <laughs> Hello, Monty. What a great auction. $2.4 million in sales. Yeah. And that doesn't even include the extended auction. So Monty's got a smile on his face today. Yeah. yeah. Good job. Top three sales, ol.com for 900K, leads.com for 435K, and domainnames.com for 375K. Monty, I wasn't aware until you told me that mywebsite.com sold just before the auction for 70K. Do you have a figure on how many domain names sold? Um, 92. All right. Thank you, Scott, my hero from NameJet, Scott Pruitt. Thanks. So, what are your thoughts on the auction? Surprised, impressed? Any, any big standouts? Drew, Mr. Shy, you go first. Uh, okay, so yeah, I think it was an amazing auction. Uh, there was a lot of energy. I liked the, you know, a little bit faster pace, uh, which I think kept everybody in the room and kept everybody, you know, interested. Um, uh, I got caught off uh, guard in the beginning. Uh, I messed up. I, I, I wanted stop.com and I, didn't think that it had hit the reserve. I thought it wasn't selling, so I hesitated and I lost. You stopped. That. Yeah, I stopped. 
Um, so I was kind of, that was, I was probably the most pissed about losing that one. Um, I, I made a hard play for domainnames.com. Uh, I, you know, I stopped at 300. Ultimately, uh, Frank Schilling took it to 375 and, and won it. Uh, you know, woke up with a little bit of regret not, not taking down that name. Um, yeah, I would say overall, very impressed with the auction. I think a uh, great result for the, for the aftermarket in general. I think uh, we're gonna see you know, some aftermarket momentum as a result of that. Uh, great for Namejet, great for Monty, great for, great for everybody. Um, I was really impressed. I mean, like ol.com, uh, if you made, you know, if you said, look, let's make a bet, uh, what that sells for or does it sell, I didn't think it was going to hit reserve. I didn't, I would never have imagined it went to, to uh, 900, uh, but that was a great result. Uh, Leads.com, I, uh, I think I said in the last, uh, in, in the domain share, but we did, I, I thought, I said, I think that's a sleeper. I think Leads.com sells. So I wasn't shocked to see that sell, but I was really happy with the, uh, to see, to see itself yeah, for that I price. agree. Leeds, I think, sold for four thirty-five, four hundred thirty-five thousand. I think, you know, I, I love that one. I would have put money on that one if I was buying at that magnitude. I think that's a wholesale price. I think that's a four million dollar domain name, and then you build it out, and that's a forty million to four hundred million dollar business easily. And um, that one was a good buy. Stop.com. I agree with you a hundred percent. That was Stop.com was the sale of the day. At $110,000, I think value. the best value. Yeah, best buy um, of the day. And so I did a little research on that one to see who owned Stop.com before that. And it was our own Monty Khan, I think, that owned it. Yeah. So you, you auctioned off your off. You auctioned off your own with a very reasonable reserve price. And so, yeah, thanks for that. Um, yeah, so that one was a steal. I, I agree. OL.com, I thought, sold for more than I thought it would. And that's the thing with these auctions. I never know if Monty's going to bring an end user in and going to get retail or close to retail because that one was, that's either really high wholesale or... Um, yeah, that's not retail. retail. I mean, that, that, was a, that, was a, that was a, you know, the upper end of, of wholesale. Yeah, um, and I don't know enough about two yeah. letters to say how many companies have it, who are the sale potentials. You know that a lot better than me. So, yeah, I agree with you. And, and Frank Schilling. Yeah, totally, totally. And then Frank Schilling with DomainNames.com, he put his money where his mouth is and bought the number one domain name for a registrar to own. Nobody else showed up and tried to buy it. With all, well, the I tried of, to buy it. Well, uh, you did. Yeah, you know, but you're I, not a registrar. I think that the ultimate end user is a registrar, and he stepped up to the plate. Yeah. I, I actually wanted to sort of integrate it with Domain Sherpa and make a, a, a like a name suggestion engine, name spinner. Um, you know, a domain search is a it's a that's a big big thing to get your arms around and you know I can't imagine a better domain than domain names for it but uh, you know it, it was one of those things like you got domain names have been good to me I you got one shot right. you know it's like once in a lifetime chance to own domain names and it's now com. gone yeah and that's it you know so you wake up a little bit uh, like Fuck, should I have done that <laughs> Drew you mentioned that you think this will create a momentum for the aftermarket moving forward what do each of you think about that momentum what that will look like are you thinking momentum in uh, with end users, momentum in volume, momentum in at the price ranges. Well, Shane, you're tracking these auctions every day. I mean, what do you? Yeah, you, I mean, it, the, the high end is moving like crazy. The, the middle is pretty stagnant comparatively, but the, the one word .com we're seeing at this auction, they're just moving. There's money behind it. They feel comfortable buying it. There's just no problem people throwing out 400k to 1 million k on a good name, and and so. That's incredible. That's incredible. And then domain investors are turning that around. So they're selling the names for big money and putting it right back into domain names. And it's a good sign when you sell something at a good price and put it back into that asset. That's a really good sign. If they take it out and put it in the stock market or something else, that means it's getting tired and getting old. So to seeing it being reinvested is about as good a sign as you're going to find in the domain name industry. That's a great point. Yeah. I just wish there was more in my range. Is a, uh, you know, I do want to trade my house for a couple things, but uh, yeah, no, that, it was more fun just cheering along, so I was just living through Drew that whole auction. And that's what's really special to have the three Sherpa panelists where I think you know, we got small, medium, and large uh, range, and that makes a difference because we each have different budgets, different plans. So um, Yeah, Drew's crumbs are incredibly delicious. <laughs> Was, was OL one of those crumbs? That's 
That's, that's the whole sandwich. Did, no, didn't you once own OL.com? Yeah, that's way back, yeah. Long ago at the beginning, yeah. Um, anyone on the panel buy a name? Bid on a name? I did not. Yeah, well, I, I don't actually know what I bought. Um, <laughs> I, as bad as that is. Uh, but I did buy a bunch of names. Uh, I think we got five or six or seven names. I don't know. I, I know we bought NP.net. That was... That was the one I thought, I think we stole that name. So NP.net for 13 grand, that was a... So why do you think you stole that one? With .nets, you know, clearly two letters is good in, in many extensions, but why do you think you stole it at two-letter.net? <laughs> um, you know, uh, there's no question about it. Like, like not, .net has been uh, probably harder hit than any other extension um, do, as a result of the new TLDs. Uh, because you've got a thousand new TLDs competing for second place, uh, which is where .NET's always lived. So, um, you know, I don't think there's any surprise there that .NET has seen some attrition. But, that being said, .NET's, you know, you've got Mindshare. Like, it's been around 25, 30 years, 30-something years. So, um, uh, there's Mindshare. The, it still has a lot of value. There's, there's age there. And ultimately, it's a scarce asset. There's only, you know, 676 two-letter .NETs. Um, so if you bought it for 13,000, 13,000, 17,000? Yeah, you, you know, I, I used to be really active in the, in the wholesale market of these sort of liquid assets, these two, three, and four letter uh, uh, .coms, .nets, .orgs. Um, I haven't been as active. Um, but, you know, I know that, let's say, two, three years ago when I was really active, and obviously markets change, I don't know what the current liquid value is, but I know that, you know, we were buying and selling these two letter .nets at... 20, 25, um, and so, you know, if I see these things trading at 40% under that value, and I was making money then, um, I'm very happy to come in at 13 grand on a two-letter.net, I mean. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. What would be the retail price that you see? Because I don't track those either. Oh, yeah, so, I'd so, have to go on a name bio. Um, so I've sold quite a few of them at retail to end users, and uh, it's always been, I'd say, 50 grand at the lowest. Uh, we had VR.net, we, we sold for 200 maybe, probably that's under NDA. But. So back to Tess's um, question, uh, you, another name you bought that I did make note of is a hyphenated domain name, and it doesn't include the .de top level domain. You bought, I think, oh, you're right. startup.com with yeah, a hyphen yeah, yeah, in between yeah, yeah. start Monty, and up. Monty basically peer pressured he me did. I saw that. Yeah, I was out, and then Monty peer pressured me. He's like, you said you wanted this domain. So do you have buyer's remorse on that one? Is that what you're this, saying? Pardon you know, me, this was start. I, I don't remember what it cost. I think it was, start. Uh, you bought it for three and a half thousand. Three and a half thousand. Uh, you know, look, I've never spent three and a half thousand dollars on a, a hyphen domain. I've let 99% of my hyphen domains expire this year. Um, but it's startup, and technically that's the way it's supposed to be written. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of money and angles around the world of startups. I don't, you know, I don't hate that purchase. All right. It's not for my three, favorite of the day. For $3,500, you, yeah. you took a butt. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, Thank I took, you, Monty. I took, I took one for the team. So let's take a look at the second segment here. We look at investor-submitted domains. Typically, we review one investor's full portfolio, and we do that to give some strategic guidance. Um, on this, though, it's a little fun with each of you actually here. So we have um, about 20 investor-submitted domains. Thank you to each of you who submitted, whether you're on the final list or not. And um, we're going to review those, and you folks are welcome to make some offers. Maybe Monty can pressure some more sales here. We'll see. We'll see. So, Shane, why don't you get started? Well, yeah. It was, oh, wait. Sorry. Whose turn? And Everyone can pull up on your phones. You can see the full list. We're not able to do a slideshow because we get them pretty last minute. We, you know, people have changes and who's available to be here. But go to domainsherpa.com. You'll see the post. It's just, um, uh, and if you scroll down, you'll see the full list of the domains. They start with Jason Shepherd's autographed.com. Hi, Jason. Where are you? Hello. All right. So, Shane, you're, you're up. Yeah, no, it, it's... Honestly, the list that we get on a weekly review uh, is not always as strong. It tends to be a lot of new, new investor lists. 
So we really try and make uh, something out of nothing when we're talking, maybe be creative. This one's not quite as hard. So autographed, I think I've seen before somewhere, uh, maybe at Namejet, or I, I don't know that I've seen it before, but in the autograph market, it's a fantastic name. I mean, if you're selling autographed memorabilia, that's a perfect name for that industry. So it, it, that's what, a name I really like on there. Um, of course, wireless is a pretty strong name. But Are you making an offer on that? You know, here's the thing about this is I know who owns these names, and I don't feel like most of them are going to, we're in the same business, so I don't think that I'm going to be the right person to, to, uh, to make offers. Like SBAC, when it comes to a fourletter.com, I do like fourletter.coms um, that end in C or A, names that make great acronyms. Why the C or A? A corporation is a nice one. Uh, a is association or associates. And just when you think of a, a longer name of a business, how do they end it? International, association, corporation, incorporated. Those are the words for acronyms. And you've got to think, when the chip came around, I got in it because of the hype so much, but I still got the Western letters because I know what they're going to use. So I tried to stay in that range. I probably overpaid comparatively, but I'm seeing these Western letter, four letter dot coms hold their value compared to that market because they're still in use. They're going to get used by corporations. They're not as fun as some of the brandables or they sit there. You're not going to get the greatest returns comparatively, but for a holding of assets, three letter and four letter dot coms hold your asset value pretty well. And uh, that's the niche. Now I looked up what they paid. I won't say it publicly, but it's not too hard with name bio. And they paid exactly what my offer is going to be. So, um, yeah, I won't, I won't make an offer on that one as well. Uh, I, you know, I can be a little critical on the ones that I have trouble with. So the CVCV names are, you know, very popular right now. They're going for great prices. They're short. The ones that I'd struggle a little bit are like D-U-Z-A, no, no offense to Jason, but as a, an owner, sometimes I want to see another Z. I feel like that, that name might be Duza or Duza, and I feel that could be a little confusing, but obviously shorter generally is better. But anytime you add the slightest bit of confusion in a name, to me it makes it a little bit less value. But you can't go wrong owning a CVCV name in the domain industry right now. It's as liquid as you get. Um, they're getting used. Uh, in, in industry. I know about five years ago I was really into it, but nobody was actually using them. So it was pretty much just us flipping them around the, the tables here. And so, and there is a, there's a market for that. Domainers, sub, I mean, half of our business is probably to another domainer, but the real money is obviously the end user. Um, and my eyes, I can barely read this. Do you know that? My eyes are so bad. <laughs> you want my glasses? making fun of my phone or someone's on my phone. They're like, that's the largest print I've ever seen on a phone before. Uh, no, I think it was, uh, it was actually Braden. But, uh, it wasn't me. It, yeah, it was you, Braden. Yeah, Braden showed me his phone. I go, I can't read a word on your phone at all. So. Um, and then Go New York, I know all of us like that name. I think we so talked about it. So yeah. it's GoNY.com. Great yeah. four-letter. Yeah, G-O-N-Y. Again, I will say uh, the other information I have is Gamble.info. I like that name. I think gambling right now, as soon as it becomes legal in the United States, is going to kill it. You're going to go to a sport. They're already making it right now where you're going to go into a sports stadium and bet on the games playing that day. That's just going to be monstrous billions of dollars. But gamble.info has no contact way to get it. So you type in gamble.info, and there's no way to get a hold of the owner. So uh, make sure that was something that I was, you know, I was going to email him. And that's Muhammad. Muhammad, you need an email address or at least some way for me to make an offer to pay you millions of dollars for gamble.info. Right here. Here's a way. Now, when we see a, a vertical like that about to go through a big shift, right? Gambling is about to become legal. It will change uh, in that capacity, right? It'll change some of the online rules as well. Um, do you think it's better to sell your domain right before a shift like that or right after? I think it depends on, um, yeah, I think, I think it depends on several things. But so I think if we look at other industries that have seen a similar type of regulatory shift or, or for shift for other circumstances like you know, the two that come to mind are cannabis and crypto. Um, and so two very different things. So cannabis, I would say, is a much more sustainable um, and very less speculative, 
I mean, there is a tremendous amount of speculation in that, in that industry, but it's a, it's, a, it's a very real industry that sort of touches on several of the largest industries in the world, pharmaceuticals, healthcare, um, uh, pet care, you, you know, uh, fitness, health and nutrition, like, you know, big. So that is a regulatory shift that is extremely sustainable and that growth will be sustained for the near and midterm, maybe even long-term future. Um, you know, that's at least the next decade or two decades, we're gonna see that industry evolve and grow. And so if you've got a really strong name in the cannabis space, I'm not gonna tell you to not take some money off the table if you get a good offer, but I also don't see the value of those names going down anytime. Like that, that is going to grow. There's gonna be more players more money, more competition, and as that evolves, like so, um, so we own a really good cannabis demand portfolio, and we've had lots of offers over the last five years, and I'm very, I, I'm upset I sold some of the best names early on, I shouldn't have, um, I, I don't really regret it, but, but it's, you know, hindsight's 2020. Um, uh, but I know those names would be worth more today, and they'll be worth more in five years, and, um, in the early days, actually, there wasn't as much liquidity as you might expect, even though there was so much boom, because the industry, was, there was so much low-hanging fruit. Not in terms of domain names, but in terms of these people were making, they were printing money. It didn't matter about the competition. It didn't matter. You didn't even have to run a good business to make money. Um, as it gets more competitive and more regulated and more, you know, transparent, um, those competitive edges matter more, and that's what you want. That's when domain names become extremely valuable because they produce a, a sustainable competitive edge which can't be replicated by your competitors. So, um, yeah, so like in the case of cannabis, I would say do not, you know, you're better off not selling before the wave or in the early part of the wave. Um, at, on this stage, last year at NamesCon, you know, crypto had already peaked. It had come down. Uh, I don't think any of us believed it was coming down as much as it has. But um, I said in, you know, uh, on one of those panels that, you know, sell into the wave. And uh, because that was highly speculative. I personally still believe in it. And I'm, you know, I, I whatever. Um, uh, but it's a lot harder to sell a crypto name when Bitcoin is $3,500 than it was when it was $19,000. Yeah. So, you know, selling into the wave was a really good idea. Um, so let me add a layer on that. And I haven't, it's a good, really good question. And I think that Drew nailed it, that you've got these waves that are changing in society where crypto, and I was thinking cannabis as soon as he asked the question. And so you have, I think it depends on the level of name. Like, I know it's public information that you, I think it's public information that you owned MJ.com, right? Right, so. Not the price, and I'm not gonna say that. And so there is the top of the top domain names for the marijuana cannabis industry that Drew could have kept on, uh, could have kept, not sold it into the wave, which he did fine on, and, uh, and, and it would have increased in value over time. Whereas when we see gambling, uh, um, to that point, we, it, it, the guy, I, we, luckily we retained a, a piece of it, but yeah, the guy nice. we sold it to sold it for seven times what yeah. we sold it to him for one year earlier. And so I think, it, I think you need to look at the domains as their own magnitude. So MJ is on a different level than uh, gamble.info, right? We're talking about tier two, tier three, tier four, whatever it is. I'm not going to go into the detail there, but there are a lot of domain names that could replace gamble.info. So I would definitely sell into the wave on that one as the uh, peep, the frenzy, if the frenzy happens because more and more states are legalizing it, I would sell that, personally, I would sell that kind of domain name um, and take out the money as soon as you could and put it into something better. Uh, and then I would, like Drew is saying, if you have the luxury of holding on long-term on the premium, ultra-premium ones, I would hold those. Thank you, Michael. Now, I think we have not given a single number, whether making an offer or not. Um, we have some number values here to discuss. So. All right, let me, let me let's give let some Shane, thoughts here. Let, did Shane throw Shane, out yeah, no, you, <laughs> no, you you some ahead. numbers? No, I, the one thing I was going to say just before we get to the numbers is, you know, when we're trying to get ahead of these waves, we don't always know what they're going to use. So you notice there's trends in how they label stuff. Like when, we, when cannabis came along, we're all using weed. 
and adding certain terms that we think that they're going to use. And it turns out they don't want to use those. So I think on gambling, we might find out that everyone that gambling to associate at the stadium may put the word bet in front of it, or they may put the word wager, or they may put the word green. You know, you just don't know. So that's, that's the problem with these trends is you think you have a gambling name, and they find out that's the not preferred term on these. So, so you early, sometimes you do sell into it because other people don't know either. So, and we found that in cannabis. There's certainly a trend in cannabis. There's a lot of weed names out there that we know a cannabis company's not going to ever use because they don't use those terms. So, you know, in that case, there are trends. And, and, and in a lot of new domainers, that's your only way to get big money is you try and get ahead of trends and new registrations because you can't afford the $100,000, but you can try and get ahead of something that hasn't been named yet. Which I highly discourage. Yes, it's... Uh, yeah, it's not a great way to make money. Yeah, so let me throw out a couple of names with some numbers that I like on here. I like golfoutlet.com. I think it's a great brand, but then you got to question how many companies are going to come along and form another outlet or open the stores, and so the number goes down. You know, those kind of brandables. I'm not an expert on brandables. It's, it could be anywhere from like a 15,000 to 100,000, maybe 150,000 if the company's definitely going in that direction. Games 24-7, um, I like that one. I just had dinner with... Um, Bill Karamusis, who uh, was the founder of Addicting Games, and then he sold it, and he just bought it back. And uh, Deepak, you should talk to Bill about that one, because he's doing some pretty phenomenal stuff. Where are you, Deepak? Uh, some pretty phenomenal stuff. Go NY is great. Call to action. How long would you, um, Drew, that, you know, these kind of uh, call to action type names, it's so short. I love it. It's the four letters. But you could hold that one the rest of your life and not have anybody come to you and want to buy it as a marketing name. Yeah, I mean, this is a tricky name. So, um, tricky in a good way. Like, you know, there's no, there's no real negatives here. But, um, you know, I, I always say, look at your addressable market. And so, gony.com. Like, I think if we're, if we're sort of forgetting about um, the addressable market, and in terms of addressable market, not how many tourists are going to go to New York, it's who are the agencies, the companies that would be potential buyers for GoNY, um, there's a lot of variations of that name. Go to NY.com. Visit NY.com. Visit NY.com. GoNewYork.com. You know, GoNewYorkCity.com because the rest of New York doesn't really matter. And um, uh, sorry to you folks who live in Rochester or, you know. Um, and... Uh, yeah, so that so, potentially so, reduces the price. So that potentially that you can reduces ask the price. So many substitutions. But at the same time, other than visitny.com or visitnyc.com or visitnewyork.com, um, it probably is well, you know, in that top tier yeah. of 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 variations. Right. And um, but the fact that there are all those options out there, including .nyc and go.nyc, you know, it's a strong brand. Yeah. So. Um, I could, uh, you know, I think that it severely handicaps your upside, but I think, you know, you've got a fairly strong uh, yeah, lower limit. What would you hold that for? So they, you, I, they've go got it listed for 34.9. Yeah, I think that's yeah. probably yeah. not outrageous. I, yeah. think tw I, I think my realistic strike price on that name would be 15 to 25. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're examining your options and you're, you know, a legit agency, legit tour booking company, whatever, whoever you are, um, you know, I think it's hard to justify buying a lesser name for five or seven grand if you can get GoNY.com for 15, 20, 25. So yeah. I think yeah. strike price is in that range. And so uh, a couple others I like. I like VR.tours. If I, if I own that one in the new G's, I would hold that for a long time because VR and AR has taken a lot longer than we anticipated to become mainstream. And that's one you just need to hold on to see like the you like you held on your dot coms if you bought them in in the early 90s i like ganesh.com i um ran the statistics on it 110,000 search uh, exact match searches per month uh there's 1500 people in the united states with ganesh as their first name it's a name of a god i think probably many many more people uh around the world i like it you know you can go to howmanyofme.com and see how many in the u.s were in the census of a name first name or last name what was the website HowManyOfMe.com. Really? That's yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought you told me that. Anyways, um, and then you go to oh, name, and then you go to NameBio.com, and you know people don't know how to. Use, NameBio is such a phenomenal tool because you can 
search in the categories and subcategories. And so you go to other in the category, and then you go to given names as a subcategory, and then you can look at comps of uh, first names. And so, you know, Abdul just sold yesterday for 13,000 names con auction. That's an ugly bald guy there. <laughs> the, uh, you know, so I think that that's a, a uh, in, in I, I don't specialize in names. I know you've done a lot of names in the past. I would say 5000 to $50,000, somewhere in that range. And then as I understood it better, I could tighten up the range there. I like that. Videosoftware.com, I thought would have a lot more search volume. It's got about 10,000 exact match searches per month. Um, clearly an exact match domain name, $2 CPC. So then I immediately go to Google, type in video software into the search engine because I want to see if there are ads that are, that are existence. There are. Um, so if I own that domain name, uh, Drew, I, if I was Drew, I would build it out because Drew, if you heard him yesterday. Not me, yeah. Washington. So that's why he put this in there. If it was a domain investor, I would say find, the, find Drew and, and work out a deal with him or find the affiliate marketing guys and there are a few of them here because they understand that space and how to make money. And I would push that as a marketing name. To me, that's too generic to name your whole company. Oh, exactly. But, but if 100%. you're in that field, that's how you sell it, is you say, hey, that is your product, that's what you do, and you need to put that on things. So don't try and say, hey, that's going to be your new company, because I just don't think that works anymore. It's exactly. Not, it's not 2007. And Estabot came back at a $235,000 price on video software, which is crazy. I would put a retail, if I owned it, I'd probably sell it in the ten dollars to $30,000 range. I hope you paid a little bit less than that, Drew. Now we're around there. But you know the market, you know how to build. Um, and then of course, the, the one that you've seen on, on the list is wireless.com. That is just, I would buy it today, Drew would buy it today, Braden would outbid me today. You know, is the owner of wireless.com in the, in the audience? Where's Emmy? All right, I was gonna make an offer, but he's not here. So yeah. I was gonna offer a million dollars, but because he's that's not what here, he's, he's not here. That's what his asking price is uh, online. Yeah. So, all right, so, he won't take a million dollars yeah. even. Um, yeah, we've touched a lot of the great ones here. I mean, autograph.com, I'm generally not a, a, a past tense guy. I really, really don't like past tense names, but autograph.com is the way to say it. I yeah. mean, autograph.com is a better brand, and autograph.com is sort of a more open vessel. Autograph.com could be a... Uh, you know, could be anything. It, you know, it can be... A, so a here's what he paid cars, for it. travel... So uh, that's what he paid for. It. Oh man, he's into that perfectly. Like, yeah, you know, that's, and we got... can say, we can say it because it's on name bio, right? So that makes it public. Yeah. So, so it was a great on, on December fourteenth at five k. That was they a steal. For. I mean, that's, that's a hell that's of a autograph.com yeah. for five k is an so absolute. The, the only thing I would say about that is that I interviewed Jesse Stein, who built sportsmemorabilia.com. So that's a mouthful. But he came on Domain Sherpa a few years ago, talked about building that up into a multi-million dollar company. That is the phrase that people search for when they want the memorabilia. Um, and this is a subset of that. So it's a smaller market. I think that's a good price because autographed uh, memorabilia is a big market, yeah. but it's just a subset. Yeah. But you know, any, any name that you look at, you say, this is a, this is a business in a box, you know, not, not to uh, uh, you know, undervalue what it takes to build that into a business, um, but you know, if you've got the wherewithal and the skills and the resources to build a business, and you want to be in that space, that's a great brand. You, know, you, can, you can feed your family uh, with that brand. So, you know, great name. Here's um, a business in the box, and the only other call to action on here, orderroses.com. Yeah, um, uh, you know, orderroses.com is a you know, great name. Um, I just don't like that space because flowers. You know, one eight hundred flowers is a household name. You know, they were one of the first big internet companies. They've been growing. They've been making acquisitions. Um, super competitive, low margins. You know, they've got better distribution and logistics deals than you're ever going to get. I just think it's. You know, I, th I think you could be an affiliate and you could be and an affiliate. Uh, you could sell it as a marketing name. Maybe they yep. have a marketing campaign where they want to focus on ordering roses for Valentine's Day, but yep. it's not a business anymore. Yeah. Um, so it's one of those names you got to be careful with because it is a great domain. Orderroses.com. It says what it is. It, 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 you know, it's actionable. It's a, it's a great name. But um, if you dig a little bit into the industry, you're going to find that it's extremely competitive, you know, low margin, and... Uh, you're going to have a hard time building a business there. 
your best bet is, you know, like, like, like I said, you know, create an affiliate site and, and try and drive traffic, but then you're competing against the company that you're, because they're extremely aggressive online. Right, but so. it doesn't have much exact match search volume according to Estebot, yeah. so that's the number that I do look at, how many people are actually searching for order roses. I think they're typing in roses or they're typing in flowers or something, so I yeah. think it, it, I think the only way it can be used is as a marketing campaign, the URL for tracking, um, things like that. So I, I'm gonna touch on two names, two, two maybe three. So ng.org, I love this domain. So ng, I believe, I might be talking out of turn here, but I believe that's the most common Vietnamese surname. Um, I think, it, I'm pretty sure, I don't, what, I don't know what the stats are here. Um, maybe somebody else can look for it. 14,800 exact match searches per month on but ng. But that's gonna be US only. Okay, and we have a lot of Vietnamese in the United States, particularly yep. like, you know, in the San Francisco area. Um, but the, um, you know, worldwide, yeah. I can promise you it's a much bigger number. It's probably close to, you know, half a million searches, I, I would guess, on global exact match search. It's, I think it's the number one Vietnamese last name. So, Sounds um, like you want to make an offer. Yeah. I'll, Is the I'll owner in the audience? No? No owner. Really? No ng.org? You're not here? Viet? Another million no. dollar offer? No, no. All right. no well, that's no, a shame. No, I, no I, definitely, no I, would have, I would probably have taken that name 15, 20 grand, probably all day long. Um, I, love, I like that name a lot. Uh, that was one that jumped out at me right away when I saw the list. So, um, love that name. You know, you're talking about a two-letter.org. Even forget about the meaning. Scarce asset, liquid. You know, you're never gonna go hungry. So, but you and you notice that GoDaddy sales at Afternick or that was org was number two, yep. right behind there in resale. You know, so that's well, that was a little surprising. I, or I, I've been seeing it all along. You know, I, I dot net's been hurt, and and I still like dot net. I think you know a lot of dot nets are undervalued, and so I like you know if I if, if I see an undervalued keyword, undervalued two three letter, you know I got no problem buying a, a three letter two letter dot net or undervalued one word, but. .org, I think, has really just, it's gotten so much mindshare. It's got its own brand recognition. It, you know, it's not just the, the red-headed stepchild that, that .net is. It's like, .net is, I couldn't get the .com or I don't have the money, and so I got .net. And um, there are exceptions to that rule, and there's some that just make sense as a .net. Um, but um, it, it doesn't have its own brand. Um, to the extent that .org does. And .org is, 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 it's trusted, you know. There are certain names that I think are more valuable as a .org. I was debating with somebody yesterday that I think give.org is a better domain than give.com. I'm not saying it's more valuable. Give.com is clearly more liquid and, and, and more liquid at a much higher valuation. But I think if you are a business owner um, or a charity and you're trying to solicit, you know, charity giving online, yeah. I think people trust give.org more. You're gonna get a higher conversion rate. You're gonna get uh, more notoriety. You're gonna get more trust. You're gonna get more links. You're gonna get more attention from media. I think give.org is a stronger brand than give.com every time. And the second level domain, give, matches the first level domain, yeah. .org. They, they Which is match right up. Yeah. Um, and then uh, the other one I was gonna mention that we haven't really talked about was... Uh, Fintech.xyz. I mean, so I'll tell you what. You know, uh, he just he told me he's not here. So okay. I so don't know. Here, 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 here's what I'm gonna say. So um, you know, I have a reputation of being a little bit critical about new GTLDs, despite the fact that you know we actually own you know I, I don't know how many, but you know, decent little portfolio. It's not like much of our portfolio, but we've got a decent little portfolio of, of some new GTLDs, mostly .xyz and .club. Some random mixed other uh, SLDs in there. Um, I, I, you know, I watched Bobbin's um, keynote yesterday um, and, and I, th I think it was really fascinating looking at the process that Radix went through to select their TLDs that they were gonna go after. They narrowed it down to 100, then from there they went down to 30 or 31. And, and, and you know, the very data um, analytical approach they, they used to figure out which strings um, they were gonna chase and exactly what was the lifetime value of that string. And then using that, you can you know, figure out what you're willing to spend to buy that string. And as he was going through that slides, you know, he was talking about um, you know, that 
these registries, the, you know, the numbers they're looking at are the wrong numbers. A lot of them are looking at, uh, you know, first year registrations and, and, and waving their flag that we've got more registration. But ultimately, the most meaningful number, which I agree with, is second year renewal. And um, second to that was uh, usership. And they were using a lot of different metrics to measure users. So how many names in that string had uh, SSL on them? How many MX had records MX for records? email? And I think that's genius. I think that's you know a very intelligent way to analyze the health of a particular new TLD or any TLD. And um, .xyz was like blowing away the pack, you know, and, and uh, it, it was a little bit, you know, nobody, very few people I've spoken with ever agreed with me, but I, I always liked XYZ just because it is the only one out there that's truly generic. And, you know, it, yeah, it's a little bit cutesy and I don't think, you know, even if we went back to ground zero and it was like, you've got .com, .net, .xyz, .whatever, you know, if all of these were available in 1985 when symbolics.com got registered, um, I'm not saying that XYZ would be the, you know, the bee's knees, but, um, you know, for, if you're a blogger, if you've got a small business, if you've got a local business, if you, I like XYZ. I just think that it's, you know, so now fintech.xyz, I don't like that name just because the type of SLD that I like with the .xyz TLD are cute names. I like people's first names because... You know, I think it's almost like a, a, a dot blog in a sense. It's like, you know, um, I bought, actually, you know what? I got my whole family's name. I didn't get mine because they had it as a premium, which I didn't want to pay. Um, actually, no, I did. I had Drew.xyz, and I think it's the only one I actually sold. Somebody, for whatever reason, I think I put a buy it now on all of them by accident, and then somebody came in and on Afternick and just clicked buy it now and bought So Drew. you heard that. XYZ. He bought all his family's names and then listed them all for sale. <laughs> I love my wife, but yeah. <laughs> but for twelve thousand, let the beginning begin. Um, uh, so yeah, that, that, that's all I got to say about the fintech XOZ. I just I just I, I really liked that exercise of looking at these SLDs from a data approach, not emotional, not I like this, I don't like this, screw you, did, did, oh, this is good, you know, I don't like their marketing practices. Forget about all that. Let's look at the data. You know what what's worked. And I thought that was a really interesting presentation. I liked the way he analyzed it. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie, right? So it was, I thought that was really interesting. Speaking of an SLD matching, the TLD, look at DIY.tips. You know, again, let's go back to addressable markets. So doityourself.tips. Who's the buyer on that name? It's never going to be some big corporation. The buyer on that name is, you know, um, I'm going to get people are going to be hated because but I'm going to just watch yourself. Anyways, I don't care. Um, you know, it's going to be some, uh, uh, you know, a stay-at-home mom who wants to create a blog and talk about do-it-yourself tips, right? It, you know, or, or, or a, a very small business. It's going to be somebody's idea that they want, and, and that's not a bad thing, but you just have to be pragmatic about who is the buyer, and it's going to be that, that yeah. do-it-yourself, stay-at-home, right, right. small business. Which means that, that the retail price is going to be limited. Exactly. You're never selling that name yeah, for we more have to than a couple grand. This was not set up for domain investors. That's the, the whole thing is we are resellers. And a lot of these work for do-it-yourself home yeah. people. And that's great. That's what they need to buy because they have $10 or $20. But let them buy it from the but registry. But let them buy it. Yeah, we're out of that market. That's, we're a diff, we are domain investors. We need markets to establish and then we come in. Right. And, you know, so w if you're using domain investors to establish a market like XYZ does, that's not really how you want right. to establish. However, you know, I see that as a publishing play and I'm a publisher first and investor second. I do investing part-time. And I would look at that as like, that's a pretty good brand for allowing do-it-yourselfers to publish information, sort of like, what's that site with all the, the, one, the steps, WikiHow or yeah, Wiki something how. like that? I view it like a WikiHow. Maybe you have some videos in there. Maybe you do a rev share with the producers based on content, uh, based, on, based on page views. You know, the way Drew develops his websites for lead gen, I would potentially try and build something on that one. I, I wouldn't pay more than, um, you know, top end 15,000, I think is uh, the value for that. Uh, and most likely it's gonna be a blogger who wants it and they'll probably pay 
1500 to 2000 yeah man but I, I you know I, I disagree i don't think you're ever getting 15 grand for that name because no. you know before i spend 15 grand on do diy.tips i'm gonna go see what's on diy.blog and sure. diy.net and diy.club they're gonna keep typing yeah they're gonna keep going and yeah there are be, a lot of options there's exactly. gonna be somebody somebody's gonna have a buy it now for 499 dollars or you know what i mean or there's gonna be one that you can maybe it's as good maybe it's not but it's you know, when you say 15 grand versus, you know, 50 or 500 or, or 1500, they're going to take the cheaper option because right. DIY.tips doesn't bring any sustainable advantage that you can't find somewhere else. This is fantastic advice, I think, for many different domain purchasing options when, you know, to walk you through the thought process. Um, we did not get a lot of offers here, guys. Uh, <coughs> I'm, I'm going bottom to top for no reason. Golfoutlet.com, make an offer. Somebody. Take it for a grand. Grand. Josh, you here? Grand. Golf outlet. <laughs> Counter offer. All right. I'm not, I'm not a great auctioneer. Um, games, 24-7. No, no offer. I, no, pass. I don't know the space. All right. No. Okay. Um, you didn't peep. A word about order roses. That's your space. What would you pay for it's, it today? You know, I don't do I don't do cut flowers. Everybody assumes because flowers, I do potted plants. But yeah, I mean, it's just a tough, tough business. Even when plants.com came up, I knew the four people that could could afford that name. And we Drew and I talked about it early, and I just said the money in that space is they're not going to pay that kind of money. And order roses. They're, not, they're just not going to do it. You're going to have to set up something. And we all have a million names that we can build out. So if the word build out comes up, I'm already on to the next one because I don't have, I'm not building out. Would you make an offer on it? Or? No, I, I can wish him luck though. How about that? <laughs> all right. Would you send him roses? I'd order roses from the site. If they build it out, I will be the first person to order roses. All right. Grow facility. We haven't discussed at all and, and uh, not a ton of time, but I think Drew and Shane yeah. from different perspectives Make, make some offers here. Grow yeah, facility. I, I don't. I don't like grow facility. I think you know it, it is. That's what you call a a a like a you know a green like a, a I've never industrial size greenhouse in the cannabis space would be a grow facility. But nobody's gonna brand as grow facility. Nobody and and a grow facility isn't doing any marketing. So um, it's a B two B business. I, I don't. I don't know who the buyer is. Okay. All right. It's not you. Um, Amy. Unitedwealth.com. Oh, he's not here. You know what? He I, I, I like UnitedWealth.com, but it's like that, that's a name. I want to buy a name jet for $69 or $150. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, so your offer is $150. <laughs> yeah. And it'd probably go for more than that at Namejet. That's yeah, it probably would go for, for you know, mid four, three. Mid capital, four, four, four. wealth, there's, yeah. a, there's a whole group. Yeah, no, that, that's a good name. And some of those actually go a lot higher. Yeah. The AB Capital or the DW yeah. Capital, those will sell for like a couple grand, yeah. I think, wholesale. Yeah. No, th th it, that's a very good name. Um, I just don't want to be into it what, you know, for what he probably would need yeah. to. Drew, uh, SBAC.com, make an offer. <clears throat> so I, I really like that name, and I... Um, That's what he paid. I, I would love to be... I would love to own that name. I, I was a little bit concerned, and before I would make an offer on it, I would want to do a little research, but isn't that, isn't that like the name of the small business loan company? Now that you say that, that does sound familiar. Isn't that like the does somebody Small know? Business Association uh, Bank? Small Business Administration Center? Small Business Administration... SBA, yeah. I think that's I what we're know, thinking man. about. SBAC Just the SBA resonates with me. There's like there's something See, out there called that's a good SBAC. Name. So after but you do, that, that's well, you know, that's like um, Blake that was uh, up here before lunch. He bought HUD dot loans, right? And the HUD is a is a uh, organization within the government. So he's just facilitating people getting HUD loans. This could be a company that facilitates small business administration loans because those are hard to get. Um, so you know, it could be a business in a box as well for totally. people that know that space. Yeah. I, I mean, and so yeah. What would that be on the retail? Given so, that oh, re, you know, re, retail. Case. You know, again, this is a name I really I would want to do a little diligence to figure yeah. out, you know, what my my liabilities are um, because some of those government organizations, it's okay to squat on them. Some of them, it's not okay. Um, they've gotten really aggressive recently with taking some of the military names like Army.com, uh, Navy.com. So, you know, I, I would want to do a little homework before I. When it, but you know, assuming that it, I personally like said I greenlighted it, um, you know, I, I definitely pay a few grand for that name and, yeah. and feel good about it. Yeah. 
Okay, vapors.com. It's like, I almost want to love it. You know, like, like I wouldn't mind owning that name. That name comes up on Namejet. I'm bidding for it, but, you know, I'm probably topping out at two grand. You or, only have two competitors in, in this auction right here. Well, yeah, I, you know, yeah, yeah I, I just, so I, I would easily pay two, three grand for that name right now, no problem, but I also would not encourage him to sell it to me for that because, um, you know. Like yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh's got five. Is the owner in here? All right, 5K? No go. Six grand. Seven grand. All right, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, and that's the problem. When you get a hot market, everybody gets really proud of their names. Just, you know, vaping, any form of vaping, they're going to want to keep it. Yeah, cannabis is the fastest growing industry on the planet. The fastest growing segment of that industry is extracts. The fastest growing segment of the extracts market is vaporizers, so in, in various forms. So, um, you know, it's a super hot segment. It's come back to what we talked about earlier. We're into a tsunami of a wave. Uh, it's still very early. The market is totally segmented. You've got companies with an absolute, just an amazing amount of capital. You've got 100x that amount of capital on the sidelines dying to get into the market and sort of waiting for some clear regulatory framework, which looks like it's on the way. And uh, as soon as these companies can go multi-state, like right now there's no interstate commerce. So if you're a, a, a major company in this space in California, that's awesome and you've got a big market, but you can't operate in Washington or in Rhode Island or in Denver or, you know, or Colorado. Um, so as we see some more um, as we get some more federal clarity and these companies can start operating with interstate commerce, the growth is exponential. It's not like, oh, okay, you know, like now we've opened up the doors and these guys, it's going to be, you know, like it's going to make what we see today um, look like child's play. So this is a tsunami that's building over a long period. This isn't like crypto that's going to die tomorrow. This is going to continue to build. Is vapors.com the type of domain name that if you owned it, you would sell into the wave or it's would not, you hold it long term? It's not tier one. I mean, you know, vapor.com would be a um, mid six figure, even seven figure name. You um, would hold that one long term. I would yeah. hold that until I got somebody that wanted to give me fuck you money. You know, like... <laughs> um, but vapors, you know, it's very brandable. There's going to be probably no search. I didn't look. So but that's okay. No so it sounds like probably a, a couple years down the line would yeah, probably yeah. be the best timing for it. Um, thank you for reviewing these. Um, I think that's some excellent feedback, uh, very helpful for all our decision making processes. Um, let's just wrap it up here with your key takeaways from NamesCon 2019. I've spoken with a number of folks who've said they have some fabulous takeaways. I think it'd be great to hear specifically what are yours. Well, Siger? You know, I would say number one takeaway is that uh, Drew just continues to dominate this space. Uh, congratulations on your award. Thank Clearly, you. you know what you're talking about. You, 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 uh, you know, I always love chatting with you about domains. And we don't do it enough now that you knew, now that you moved to Lisbon with the whole time change. It's killing me that we don't get to chat You're more. You're just going to have to move from Seattle. I know. And so, uh, you know, you got, your, you got your thumb on the pulse, um, which is why everybody needs to watch Domain Sherpa to listen to all these guys on a regular basis. And, you know, things like Drew told me the other day, like, keep your eye on exact match domains. I know they've been depressed. Keep your eye on them going forward over the next uh, year or two. Um, and so, uh, anyways, I love... NamesCon, I think, was a fantastic conference this year. I thought 40% um, of the attendees in existence are brand new, so it's fantastic. I think that says a lot about the industry, that we can have a strong auction and a good number of new attendees into the space. It shows that, we've, that we do have a strong industry, not that we can't look at NameBio and see that names are selling every day. Um, and uh, it's always great to get together with friends and colleagues in the industry. We did a, a whiskey tasting for DN Academy this year, so it was fantastic to meet uh, some DN Academy, about 30 DN Academy students in person. We're definitely gonna continue that in the future. And uh, yeah, overall, very, very energized after coming out of NamesCon this year. Thank you so much. So key takeaway, watch Exact Match domains this year. Watch the Exact Match this year. Excellent. 
I get to go second because Drew, if he goes, we may not have enough time. No, you know, one thing that I... I that was a takeaway many years ago. <laughs> exactly. Uh, one thing I've learned here is I, I pick winners pretty well. The guys that I've hung out with the last 10 years are all killing it. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of proud of everybody here. I've, I feel like I'm older now. I, I remember the first day I walked into a NamesCon and nobody really talked to me and I kind of had to learn to speak up. Believe it or not, I didn't speak as much then. But, you know, there it's great to see the new faces. You know, we talk about these $400,000 domains, and I kind of represent that even though I've gotten a little bigger, there's still tons of money in this industry, tons of side hustle. And it's great to hear the stories of everybody that comes in. That's the first thing I ask him is, what do you do for a living? Because most of the people here aren't Drew, and it's fantastic that he has. And I watched all these guys succeed. But I also love the stories of all the people here that sell insurance, that work here and work there. And that's, that's what I love about this industry is you can make a lot of money on the side. You can keep your job and do really well. So I think the stories here, the people here is just fantastic. And, and, and I really, really am proud of the industry because when I came here, it was a good old boys club. I'm not going to lie. Everybody was, you know, Rick Schwartz and nothing against Rick, but, but Rick was Rick and he was, you were either in his group or you weren't. And I felt like trying to break into that group was kind of tough. I don't feel like that anymore. Yeah, there's some guys that known each other a little longer, but every party is very welcoming here at NamesCon. And we have lots of people from the outside and you can walk in and shake a hand. And, and I think the industry should be proud of that. Agreed. And, and building relationships, 10 years, it's worth, you know, you're not just investing in domains, investing in relationships. Uh, even, you know, Mike has a great story about someone he had a relationship with in um, stock, oh, that was you, sorry, stock market trading. Yeah. And now yeah, here Mike we are Carson again. Mike Carson and I were great friends as a stock market blogger. And then all of a sudden now we're here in the domain industry and Mark's, again, or Mike's killing it in park.io. I mean, a completely different industry. And it's, yeah, it's, it's just amazing. Aaron, my partner at DSAD, his dad farms my uncle's land. And we didn't even know it before we met. And so we're almost, you know, we've got, you know, we're related and live 30 miles from each other, yet he was in Colorado. It's just the stories are fantastic. Yeah, and you know, it's not just the search engines. That uh, trust is number one to build your value in the search engines. It's also in this industry as well. Integrity, trust, your reputation is yeah, so you, important. You, only, you get one chance to blow it. If you, if you lose it, then you're going to see that guy and never work with him again or girl. Yeah. So my takeaways, uh, real quick, we've got about a minute left. Um, two, two big takeaways. So one is... Um, I think that the top end of the market, the most successful 10, 20 folks, you know, that are the domain investors or brokers in the industry, um, that's a, a, a leading indicator. And, um, and I think the, uh, the, the growth of newcomers into the industry is a, is a lagging indicator. And I think um, my biggest takeaway from NamesCon this year was uh, the top 20 people that I've spoken to all had uh, a record year in 2018, every single one of them without exception. Um, everybody was shocked at, uh, myself included, at, at, at just the momentum of 2018. Um, mostly, not 100%, but mostly bullish on, on that continuing into 2019, at least uh, uh, for the first half. We'll see what happens you know, macroeconomically uh, a after that, although I'm still I still think in, in domain names, at least uh, for the early stages of a, a, a crisis, if one comes, uh, we're somewhat insulated uh, at certain levels of the industry. Um, second uh, 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 part of that is the, uh, uh, the newcomers. I was blown away to hear that 40% of the attendees, or I heard two numbers, but between 30 and 40% of the attendees being new, I think that's incredible. Um, my reasoning for buying DomainSherpa.com last year from Michael Seiger was uh, the only way that all of us succeed long term is to grow the pie, right? So um, if the pie stays the same size and, and you and I are competing for a larger slice of that pie, <clears throat> that's not sustainable. And, 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 you know, that's a winner take all, uh, a zero sum game. That, that's it's, it's not what we're here for, right? I mean, that. Uh, it doesn't create a healthy uh, ecosystem. And so um, if every one of us is doing something, whatever, whatever we're capable of, to, to grow the pie, to educate more people, to bring more people into the industry, either full time or just to be aware that domain names are a really valuable asset, increasingly more valuable and more important. And domain names are the solution to data protection from social media, 
and um, owning your touch point of your corporation with your consumer, owning that relationship, owning the data that's being shared uh, between you and your customer. Um, the more people that understand that and the more people that um, uh, become aware of that, the bigger the pie gets and uh, that is that should be the end goal for all of us. And when I hear 30, 40% new people at NamesCon this year, that tells me we're on the right path. So. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, excellent takeaways from each of you. Uh, you know, Domain Sherpa, if you wish that you could sit around at the bar with Drew, Seiger, Shane, with Amar, with Mark Levine, with um, Braden, so many of us here, I'm sorry, I know I missed a few, um, with Jebediah, um, you know, so many people that you wish that you could talk with at this conference, you can tune in every week and hear exactly what they're thinking, where, what their conversations are like. So um, thank you so much for joining us, not only today, but so often. <laughs> <laughs>